well, hello everybody out there in music video land, and welcome to another super sweet, super cool, super awesome edition of This Week in Music Videos, the Music Video Land podcast brought to you by your super good friends at imvdb.com, the internet music video database. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk about music videos, talk about new releases, talk about news, uh, talk about etc. Uh, my name is Adam. Um, I do things for the IMVDB, and then with me, as always, is Doug, uh, f- coming to you live from his train car apartment in Manhattan, which came with a cat, I believe. Or did you have the cat before uh, the before you got into this apartment? And how oh, are you, Doug? Dude, super good, Adam. I've had I've had the cat before, and I'm I'm hanging with some girls I've never seen before. Wow. Wow. See, see, I did that. I was still able to work my lyric in. Still able to work you, your... You botched the intro. I'm, but I'm no, I'm just trying to throw you a curveball. Yeah, well, here it is. Smack that puppy out, and then I, and then I did a bat flip, like that dude wow. on the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, How about that? Toronto, oh, Made yeah. Made a reference. You know, Toronto a is, a, is a city that's often called the Six. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah. Which How about is, that? And I, I was excited to see, to like when I heard, you know, Drake and, um, you know, uh, The weekend calling Toronto the six, I was excited to figure out like, what does the six mean? And it's just, and it's what, just the area code. <laughs> it's just where the area code starts with. It means absolutely nothing else that I can find. No, no, no. Where you're from is means a lot. And when it, when you can make a cool name out of it, mm-hmm. uh, it means even more. And so, you know, the six is awesome. I wish it could. I wish I could somehow apply the term "the six to my life. Um, I would like take when I used to take the subway to work. I would go forty five minutes out of the way just to take the six train, just so when I was like listening to the Drake album and he would talk about the six that I that I'd have one more thing to relate to Drake about. Wow, already, I already have a ton of stuff. When I listen to Drake lyrics, I'm already there. But ninety percent of the things Drake is talking about, I'm like, yeah, that is what my life is like as well. So much of what Drake talks about. That's terrible um, time management, but we can get that into it in, into that in another podcast, in our time management yeah. podcast. That's um, the five percent that Drake and I don't match up, is that he's way better at time management. All those songs where he raps about time management, which is about five percent of them, mm-hmm. uh, is where he and I you know, when we would normally be parallel, I go the other way. You diverge, in other words. Diverge is the word. Um, and the six is six has got a lot of stuff going on right now. In late 2015, the Blue Jays are in mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know what the what the run up is to the World Series. I just know that they're in the um, they're in the a- ALCS. That's right. Um, and they won the one before that against the Texas Rangers, and now they're in the ALCS. They're a very good baseball team. They've got a bunch of, you know, Doug. The last time the Blue Jays won the World Series, I was living in Canada. And that was 1993. Um, and then I remember your bathroom in Coral Springs, Florida. You had a Blue Jays poster. You know that Blue Jays? It was, yeah. It, it was, was a poster that was, looked like a newspaper. It was It was a, I don't know what they would call it, but it was like a print of the newspaper after the Blue Jays won their first World Series in 1992. They won the back-to-back. Yeah. Um, right. You, had it, you guys had it framed and you, and you had it over uh, displayed above the toilet. <laughs> That is correct, and that that uh, may or not, may not all uh, still be there. Um, I'll let that. I'll leave that up to the imagination of the listener. Um, but I mean, the point is, lots of things going on for Toronto. I mean, we have the weekend who is from Toronto. 
We have uh, Drake, who's from Toronto, and and I actually I'm, I'm I'm going on a trip to Toronto pretty soon. So those okay. four things that that You're Toronto going to has going for it. Oh, are you going to post an Instagram picture of you in Toronto and hashtag it the six? Mm-hmm. I'm going to post post a picture from 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 Oakville and say I'm in the I'm in the seven. That's okay, yeah. cool. You've been a lot more active on Instagram. Anybody listening, give Adam a follow. He's mm-hmm. uh, he did a slow motion Instagram of his dogs yesterday, which was great. Very exciting. Gave things. it gave it a like. Thanks, Doug. Yeah. Um, I support- and Doug, I, I I gave something a like earlier to today, or maybe it was yesterday, where Doug listener <laughs> listeners may not know that you have for a long time had a cafe press store. Um, yeah. With items up until. Yeah. Up until moments after the final item of it was ordered, uh, which was a, is the hat that I'm sure you're referencing. Yeah, you you took a picture with a hat, and most of the stuff on the cafe press store, I think maybe all of them on the cafe press store, were just articles of clothing with your face on it. Yeah, um, sometimes they had words, pictures mm-hmm. from old videos that I made in college. Right. Um, but yeah, that was up, and um, and Andrea Allen, who you may know from Co being an occasional guest on this podcast, uh, snapped up a very rare hat with my face on it moments before I shut the store down. <laughs> it was a race to like, it was a joke where someone was like, we should order shirts. And I'm like, oh, order it from this cafe press site. <laughs> and I like pulled up my cafe press, like thinking I'm like, this will remind me to delete it when I get home. And then suddenly a purchase was made and I was like, oh my God, how do, what do I do to make it so this purchase doesn't actually happen? And, <laughs> Turns out nothing. Absolutely nothing. You get that hat. But now nobody else can get that hat and it's and people people seem to want it. I'm very sorry, everybody out there who is looking yeah. to get Doug Klinger merchandise. It is all sold out. It is all discontinued, I suppose. You're fucked. You're fucked. Um, if, instead though, just send us a tweet at, at IMVDB. Mm-hmm. Send you an IMVDB t shirt instead. Yeah. How many of those so, have, you, have just, you got still? Do you still have a, a like a box of them somewhere? I still get it. It's now down to a backpack full. Oh, really? Nice. Nonetheless, they're still there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I packed them in there good. Nice. Um, yeah. There's still some in every size. So no matter what size, boy or girl you are, we've got a shirt for you. So just send us a tweet and we'll give it to you. So speaking of the six. Mention this, you have to mention the name of this podcast episode in the tweet. We're not <laughs> right. just giving it to anybody. Tweet us. Okay, we haven't. Cheat. And I don't think we've found the name of this podcast episode yet. Uh, so. Whatever it is, we'll, you will know by the time someone is listening. Um, so we we talked about the six, right? Uh, you stole my about you stole my segue there. <laughs> yeah, well, you built the segue in, right? Um, so the segways are just one of those like glide boards that people have on Vine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you get actually it? buy those? <laughs> just you just have to get a certain number of Vine followers. Wow. If you see anyone with that visible. in the wall. No, no, I don't know. They seem terrible, though. I, I, I do see people trying to like maneuver around New York City on them, and they look like really. Do you see people on the street trying to use those things? Yeah, I do. They they ride the bike lane. Wow, that's incredible. And um, I was on. But any time they ride by, anybody they ride by says something about them, and most of it is like, "I walk faster than that." Is what <laughs> most, this is what most people say, and uh, I mean, walking is annoying. Mm. I would prefer to not walk than walk, but I would prefer to walk than roll. Right. Uh, um, Michelle Obama yeah. was just on uh, was just on Vine. Yeah, I don't know what I th- I don't know how I feel about that. 
Um, I mean, Michelle, I have, I, I can't, I have no opinion. Like, yeah, Michelle, Michelle Obama is always right, whatever she decides. Right. So, Michelle Obama, if you're listening to this episode, and I'm, I'm almost positive that she is. I feel like, yeah, whatever you have decided is correct. Michelle um, Obama is always right. Is in the running for the podcast title. Right. It's in. The, it's in the running. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Wow. We, we should probably try to get to this hotline bling video. <laughs> Yeah, we both tried to segue to it and we didn't get there. But it's, a, it's a, here's the thing. Yeah. Anyone listening to this podcast knows what this video is all about, right? Do, like, we don't need to do much setup for this video. This video blew up the internet. It set the, it set the internet on fire as soon as it, were, it was released, right? Although we don't really know that because it really was released on Apple Music because Drake, who has actually been in an, in, was like part of the keynote for Apple Music. Uh, like the keynote introduction for Apple Music, so I should hope he is a supporter of Apple Music. Um, like every like embed I could find somehow connects to Apple Music, but they don't give you the actual view totals. They give you all sorts of other ridiculous shit that you do. Yeah, not the numbers know. that don't matter. Like you uh, have no context. I it. could I can report that on Thursday night at around ten thirty eight p.m. October twentieth, that Hotline Bling has twenty one thousand one hundred fifty three loves. Oh, I have nine twenty. Oh, yeah. I, you must have refreshed more recently. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of loves, though. If you think about it, I mean, it's, it's a um, number that is those, all the numbers that they provide are essentially meaningless. They they provide right. loves, comments, and shares, which which in, in the grand scheme of things, because Apple Music is such a new platform, really mean virtually nothing to anybody. It could be twenty one no million loves. No, yeah, and there's no like standard like these many comments equal these many views across platforms. Like they're different. They, 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 they're different across videos. And so, um, so we, we've kind of like treaded in this territory of like what it means for, and like how artists, how much artists are limiting themselves by premiering on Apple music and, and for an art, for artists, like, you know, large artists who have massive followings already, Maybe it doesn't matter, and we've kind of mentioned that stuff before. And you know, if you if you want to if you want to hear more about that, go to the episode. What's it called? Something loves. We we titled the episode with the word loves in the title. Two thousand loves or something like that. And, and we talk about it a lot there. But what I think is interesting about this particular video and about Drake videos in general, um, although the the conversation still exists that. You know, he Drake is probably limiting himself. If this video was on Vivo, I think it would have reached more people. The video itself would have reached more people because some people like might get to this page and not play the video. People are just like you get to the YouTube page and it plays automatically and it's where people are used to videos playing and it embeds very easily in Facebook and in Twitter. This video is a lot more difficult to share on Apple Music. However, the cultural impact of this video was the same, if not more than I would normally see um, today. The, the, the amount of memes that came from this video has, has rarely been seen before in the same day. I mean, over time, there's been plenty of Wrecking Ball memes and, and all of that stuff, but the number of memes that have, and, and re-edits and that kind of stuff that have come from this music video, <clears throat> excuse me, it was just all that Twitter was today was people re-editing this video. So in terms of like cultural reach, um, 
it, it for for an artist like Drake, it doesn't really matter where you put your video. It can still have the same kind of like meme and Twitter and cultural impact, regardless of how many like view count dis- differences there are. Yeah, that's a an excellent point because. I consider myself a relatively tech-savvy person. I built IMVDB, um, you know, you know, out of code, um, on the code side at least. Um, and, you know, I consider myself somebody who, if, if there was a system to understand then that, that was easily understandable, I would kind of get it. And I, I still do not understand Apple Music or... Um, what the overall vision for that is. I, I, I tweeted a picture earlier today of if you follow the um, Hotline Bling music video to the iTunes, uh, like the Apple Music link, which opens iTunes, <clears throat> it is like a single like 400 pixel strip inside of iTunes, which is, you know, a desktop <laughs> program, which is, you know, you know, 1600 pixels wide. So it's, it's, there are so many bizarre things about it that I just do not understand. Um, but at the same time, this like just broke through. Absolutely. Um, there was, there was like, there, there just seemed to be no friction from the fact that it was kind of confusing, you know, where to watch it. Um, you could go to the, you know, the Apple music link and, you know, there, there are play buttons all over the place and eventually you're going to get to the actual music video, but there wasn't like, you know, the way that everybody expects a music video to come out nowadays, the, you know, YouTube link, um, where you can go. Or if you like. Right. Like, which means if you don't like, like, if you like Drake on Facebook, for example, and he would have shared his Vivo or YouTube link or, or Vimeo, because Drake's got an OVO Vimeo account too, which is tight. Um, mm-hmm. It would play on, it would play in Facebook. But in order to watch this video, you have to navigate away from Facebook. And if that doesn't seem like a big deal, it, it, it is, especially when you're talking about like, like the amount of people who potentially would be watching that video, like the amount of people who don't do a thing because you need to do it, like to make a second click is, you know, a, a few percent. I don't know what the specific number is, it, but when you're bigger talking than people would imagine. I yeah. Think. And when you're talking in the millions, even, you know, you know, Drake could do a t- 10 million in a day. And so if you're talking about 10% of people aren't making that click, you know, that's a million less and that's usually money you know, on a YouTube or Vivo link. So, um, you know, that could be a difference. And that's just from a Facebook share. Mm-hmm. Um, in the blogs, you don't see much difference um, if it's embeddable. But, you know, videos get shared in all sorts of ways. And having it come from an unfamiliar player and location um, is potentially a deterrent and could kind of curb people's desire to or... Um, like just stop them from potentially watching. Um, but the, just like to go back to the memes of this video that essentially like became, cause the video came out, um, you know, midnight on Tuesday. Um, and by the time like Tuesday actual morning came along and the stories that were coming out about this video, there were so many memes about this video already that that became the story. Every Every blog that I saw writing about this video first wrote about like, look at all the memes that have like the 10 best memes (laughs) that have come out of the Drake hotline bling video. And unfortunately, like half of those memes are just them of people putting different music behind Drake. And that's uh, not a meme. Like, I guess it is, but that's like lazy as fuck. Um, 
you know, people, when people do something else with it, it's more fun. But like, that's the story. Like it's Drake dancing is everywhere. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's become the lead story of us on this podcast too. Like we haven't even talked about the video yet. Um, so let uh, me, so to summarize the video, it's very easy. It's directed by director X, um, who is somebody that I think, you know, when the like history of music videos in this era is written, like his name will have to come up some with somewhere because yeah, his you know he's been pretty consequential for a number of decades. Um, like he used to be yeah, he as, spans he he spans a lot of time. Yeah, and it currently like in you know he, he directed the starter from the bottom uh, video for, in 2013 by uh, Drake, um, and his highest viewed music video right now is Fancy by Iggy Azalea. Um, but he goes back but way, he way, way. Did back. a few other other Drake, worst behavior too. Yeah, a couple of. Um, um, but yeah, he dates really. He dates all the way back to like '90s hip hop. He was very prolific. Yeah, like '96. '96 is the first video that we have in the database for him. It's um, interesting though. If you go to his website, he kind of separates because he was he went by Little X during mm-hmm. that time. And if you go to his website, there's like the, a Little X page and a Director X page. Um, and he kind of like separates those two eras of himself, uh, yeah, which I think is interesting. Which we do not do in the database. Um, right. I'm not sure why. I just don't think we really support like changing your name. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it just, it just makes, I mean, in general, you know, we have all of Puff Daddy, P Diddy, whatever stuff in one place as well. It's one kind of person, you know, unless you're doing like, Bands have their own different pages and stuff, but like if you're just changing your name and, and doing the same thing, then um, yeah, I, I, we think that stuff should Snoop Dogg and Snoop Lion all in the same place. Right? Yeah, this, this Snoop Lion thing didn't last too long. Um, no, but this is one of those instances that I think we've been seeing lately, and I, and I'm not really sure how to explain it. Like um, these directors who do a lot of maybe not volume, but they do a lot of pop stuff and they, they maybe because of the volume of stuff they do and because it is generally pop, um, you know, it's not like Hiram Rai or something where, you know, every video is complete gold. Um, yeah. It, it, it's an instance where, you know, you might see a Director X video like the uh, Britney Spears Iggy Azalea video that they did, um, that Director X did. I, I believe that was Director X. Um where you can kind of take it or leave it. Um, and I think the same is true with like a Colin Tilly where you might have, you know, five Colin Tilly music videos released in a two month span. Um, and that's just a lot of material, but then you get a video like, you know, he did the video for all right by Kendrick Lamar, which is just a fantastic, beautiful video. Um, yeah, like probably going to be one of the best videos of the year. Absolutely. Um, end up being one of the best videos of the year. And, and, um, and yeah, like I, I think I think a lot of things go into that. You know, I think that there is um, with you know there's a difference in budget, and I think like any music video director, I think um, there are artists that the director likes, and you know you talk about here Mariah. I think he's in a place where he primarily is just doing music videos for artists that they they like, and you know I think somebody like Colin Tilly is probably doing a lot more music videos and it's just impossible to actually like that many artists. But then when somebody like Kendrick Lamar comes along where everybody likes, you know, you, you, you know, you do a different focus and then also just resources. Um, 
differ from video to video. And when you're doing so many videos, there's going to be, you know, significant difference in resources, both time and money. And that's going to affect the outcome of a video as well. And so when somebody does a lot more videos, like we've, you know, we've said in the past, you're, you're going to have like kind of a, a range of quality um, when you're, when you're being less selective or, or just doing more stuff. And so, and I think the same is for, you know, the Hype Williams and, and Director X is, you know, folks who are doing a lot of videos, uh, frankly, for a lot of artists who aren't, aren't necessarily looking to, to change the world with their music video. Um, but but you get, sometimes, a, get, a, get a range. But sometimes it just, it just clicks and, and it absolutely works. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I, I was wrong. The, the video I was thinking about was Pretty Girls by Britney Spears featuring Iggy Azalea, which is directed by Cameron Duddy and Iggy Azalea. Um, but I think this is one of those instances where that combination of director and artist just works unbelievably and you get sort of a, yeah. what I would, what I would like, I mean, it's been a day, so it's kind of early to call it, but kind of a classic video. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I completely agree. I and, totally agree. And it, it's very simple to summarize. It is basically just Drake dancing in these different environments. There are some some ladies involved, but mm-hmm. the um the you know the sets and even the camera movement are very very measured and very uh sparing and Drake is definitely like front and center and the result yeah. is 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 I I think really fantastic. Really fantastic. And I'm so glad you agree. Um, the set pieces are gorgeous, I think. I think it's like really, like, I think they're really cool and kind of like really unique and, and like kind of, I, mean, I hate the word like timeless, but like, I don't think, you know, this is going to like feel dated. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, t- you know, it's, it's kind of cliche to call that stuff, but it just feels that it's not going to, feel dated and but it's also going to like like it, like I said it's going to define right now because of just like how many memes and stuff that have come from it already like it's already kind of like make starting to make it's like long-term cultural impact in the day <clears throat> um and and dude it's it's like so much like first of all you don't get you don't get this we this is another thing we've talked about before is like sometimes the the director is just needed to make an artist like like Drake be able to like be comfortable to do certain things and I think you know maybe somebody that Drake hasn't worked with before um might not have like gotten Drake to just like just do like some of these dance moves are just <laughs> I there I mean I love it all I love it all but like the idea that like the essentially the most popular rapper there is right now um it's just like doing these dance moves that are not I don't, I don't want to say not masculine, but like he's moving his hips. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't, you know, you look back at director X's career and the uh, artists he's worked with. I don't see DMX moving his hips in music <laughs> videos very often, or even like, you know, Jay-Z, unless it's like just thrusting them forward. That's how, you know, rappers used to move their hips before. But like Drake is like, Drake is fluid in this video. And like, uh, yeah, he's great. He's so great and super charismatic and the dance moves are awesome. And I just think, you know, yeah, it's captured, um, like you said, like very measured and it's not like not a lot of quick cuts and stuff. They hold a lot of these shots and moves. And, um, yeah, I think I thought it was perfect. And, and, and for a song that kind of like, 
this song came out as like Meek Mill dissed Drake uh, and Drake released um, a response and then another response. And then like part of that, in part of that time, he also released a couple other songs that were non-Meek Mill related. And Hotline Bling is one of those songs. And it just like took off. Uh, Again, first in like, in in the meme world too, like if you look at Vine or um, uh, Twitter and stuff or Tumblr, there's a lot of memes that were related to this song already. And it's kind of like current still. And I think that fed into the fact that like now you have all this footage of Drake dancing to this song too that like fed the beast um, where people were already ready to be making these hotline bling memes. And uh, it's it's like an interesting, like the fact that this like song even has a video because it's not on an album. Drake just put out an album with Future and this song's not on it. Um, But I feel like he just had to put this video out and and like what he's getting out of it. Um, I think it's very like it's paying it's paying off. Absolutely. Um, and the other thing that that is is not related to the music video. Well, it kind of is because it uses the typography. Um, is this really really interesting? You know, latest really clever use by Drake of of, of typography, and I think that's part of you know kind of tangentially related to music videos. Um, you know, another like untapped visual resource for an artist and, 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 you know, not a music video director, obviously, but, you know, an art director, he's had two, um, album, well, I guess Hotline Bling is a single cover, but two, uh, pieces of visuals, uh, to go along with a song or an album that have become memes in themselves, you know, in and of themselves. And and the first one Mm -hmm. is the cover for, um, if you're reading this, it's too late. I believe that's the name of the... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other one is Hotline Bling, which is just, you know, uh, I think it's like Helvetica bold, italic, you know. Just yeah, this is 1-800-Hotline-Bling over and over, over again. Over and over like, again on a pink background. And that has become like the so recognizable, bizarrely so. Like it, There's just nothing really, there's no like part of that that is unique in and of itself, but kind of combined for some reason becomes very Drake-esque. So even yeah. you know even I, even to the, to the point of like the typography and the visuals, um, you know, Director X uses that in this in this video, in the beginning to introduce the song instead of just saying, "Hotline Bling" at the beginning, he has the one you know the one eight hundred Hotline Bling in the same font in the same layout you know superimposed over the image and you immediately recognize it from the single. Um, it's just a really really clever way to tie all that together. And that's one thing I think directors like. Director X and Colin Tilly and Hype Williams do really well. And that is that they are really connected to like an artist's um, visual aesthetic and just like aesthetic in general. I think they like are like really have a connection to the artist. And I think, you know, sometimes, you know, music video directors who kind of like see themselves as more filmmakers who are making music videos don't necessarily have as much context for the artist as a director like director X does. And I think that that pays off a lot of the time as well. And, and it really like, it, it makes, it makes stuff, it helps stuff blow up. There's already an apparatus around Drake that's going to make a video blow up. But the fact that director X is like tuned into that stuff and, and, and ready to leverage that in the music video um, 
you know, I think, I think that that deserves recognition. Um, one thing I saw a tweet today uh, from this uh, writer at BuzzFeed, uh, Joanna Borns, and she said uh, something like, "I think Drake is the most memeable pop, uh, most memeable recording artist of all time," mm-hmm. and I think that that's probably true. He's been like a thousand memes, and he leans into it every time, and he and he and he pushes pushes it further every you know every time. There was like crying Drake and like that thing where he was <laughs> lint roll lint roll sad Drake or whatever. The thing where he's like lint rolling himself. <laughs> lint rolling himself at the at the Toronto Raptors game and then the next day you could buy like an OVO branded lint roller like <laughs> all of that stuff like Drake just like he leans into that shit like was so ready uh, is always so ready with shit like which is which also like kind of shows in his music when like you know very like not it's not often where like a rapper will diss you out of nowhere and then your response is to come back with like two songs like that just like shows the like preparativeness of drake and his like and his readiness and 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 like he also didn't just put disses out there he's like all right i'm gonna put disses out there and then while the spotlight's on me i'm also gonna put this like push this hotline bling shit out there at the same time, you get them all at Spotify at once. All of these singles, you know, Drake's diss tracks were on Spotify and <laughs> iTunes to download. That, he's yeah. ready to make money with shit and like lean into shit. And then suddenly he's got like this iconic music video that really like essentially like rolled out because a, another guy dissed him. Like that's that's like some pre-calculated, like really smart, you know, shit, which is, you know, really helps memeify yourself and you know i think he he loves it even when the meme makes fun of him i think he's he recognizes the the value in that and uh so my wife is a high school art teacher um and i am she used to be elementary and i'm always asking her like what the music the the the, if any the, the the children i guess not children in this case are like really interested in um, and no surprise that the, the high school kids are very interested in Drake. Um, but they did a um, self-portrait project. And by far the number one like format that people wanted, like the, the high, these high school students wanted to draw themselves in is the them basically as the nothing was the same cover. The, uh, the clouds with the clouds in the background. Yeah. With the, <laughs> with the profile view that there, there are literally like, 15 kids who are, who are doing this, um, just in, you know, of the kids that she's teaching. So, um, I, I mean, think it's, it's still cool. It, it, it is. And, and, and it's, it's, it, it points to something, I think a little bit bigger than the, the memeable stuff. I think it is like a, an eye for the iconic, um, because, you know, whether he's using typography or whether he's using imagery, I mean, the What a Time to Be Alive cover is just some diamonds. Um, you know, he alternates between just images and just text. And I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's involved in some way. I'm sure there are people, you know, helping him, you know, with the album, you know, cover art, obviously. Um, but I'm sure he has a major hand in that. Um, and it it really is incredible the way he's able to, take uh, both like static and moving images, you know, including this latest music video and 
um, I don't know if it's conscious or subconscious, but I'll allow that to be really adaptable by other people and other mediums. So like you were saying, you know, the, the amount of memes, I think that, that a dance video really lends itself to like being memed, but the way he's dancing and the, uh, his personality behind that really, uh, helps repel that. So it's, it's really is kind of, uh, I think we're, we're witnessing something in the realm of, uh, you know, like it, how Madonna was in the eighties. Um, yeah, but, totally. but somebody who is so incredibly savvy with the way that images and sound and, 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 and pieces of information are replicated across, you know, all the, all, you know, all the platforms that we use. So it, it's, it's, it's like that, you know, when we're, we're witnessing somebody being able to harness it, like, you know, uh, in superstars of the seventies and eighties and nineties. So really interesting. And stuff. if you look at the videos, he, the, the, um, music videos he's made this year, like he's done everything. So he did the jungle music video directed by Karim Hoodoo, which is like, you know, partial short film, partial him, like driving around Toronto, like with his, with his friends. And then um, you've got the energy music video, uh, Flora Menu, which um, also premiered on Apple music, which is like VFX heavy, kind of like, um, uh, kind of like pushes some envelopes in certain places and also kind of memeable, but like in a different way. And then you have the director X kind of flashy dance, you know, stylish set pieces, music video. And they all kind of like were, were, great for their own reasons and they show just like being tuned into like the different types of music videos as well and another thing that he did this has become the we love drake episode <laughs> but another <laughs> thing that he did which is so funny i don't i don't think there was a, there was always a time where i would have been on a i love drake uh episode of a podcast but it's so hard to deny now but another thing that was pretty dope that he did was that he if you look at his instagram he like he's got a post of him and director X and he's got like an Instagram post where he's just like, thanks director X for helping me with this vision. Da, da, da. And like, it's a post like just for director X thanking him for directing the video, which is, uh, I think still goes a long way for an artist like that to like single out the director. Um, when that type of stuff was never happening, you know, before, uh, I think it's pretty cool. Good on you, director X. Good on you, Drake. We love you, Drake. Drake, Drake if you ever want to be on, the, if you ever want to be on the podcast, Drake, let us know. Yeah, Drake has definitely made it far in this episode. I think maybe, maybe one of Drake's people is like, "Hey, listen to this podcast of these two random ass dudes talking about." Yeah, he'd how be much like, they no. love you for half an hour. Um, yeah, it's uh, even Drake's like, "Okay, enough. I don't yeah. want to. I'm sick of." <laughs> Director X has been having a good. Uh, I mean, he's one of those directors, and I, and I, I totally forgotten. Fleury Mano directed the last Drake video. Um, he's one of those directors that I think is like, if you're a Drake level, like that's he's kind of like on your obvious first hit list. I think that yeah. that that the, the that list in 2015 would be Colin Tilly, uh, Director X, um, maybe Sophie Muller. Um, uh, for Drake, I don't know if I would put Sophie Muller on Drake. Well, just like I'm pretty if you're, sure, like, if you're only, on, like only only Gwen Stefani still wants to work. Yeah, so. okay, okay, maybe not Sophie Muller, but I'm just talking about like the the ones who are like it's maybe still Mark Romanek. Um, I, I would love to see a Drake Mark Romanek collaboration. Um, you know, those are the kind of level of 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 directors that uh, 
if we're talking about like the like the, the kind of the directors on the short list of if Drake is looking at music, making a music video, uh, Joseph Kahn is Joseph, on your oh, list. Absolutely, Joseph Kahn. Yeah, that's kind of a, that that definitely is on the list. Um, uh, but I Although would also he, he more does female artists now. He does, yeah. He he's done several Taylor Swift music videos, and in one of those, Doug, you uh, sent me an email mentioning that Blank Space is now the most viewed music video on Vivo of all time, the Joseph Kahn directed music video. Yeah, which put makes it the second most viewed music video ever, behind, of course, Gangnam Style. That's um, that's that's big. That's big for me because for years it has been Gangnam Style and Baby. Mm-hmm. And that is yeah. Those were the two at, at a billion for like ba- for about a year at least. Long, and then long like, time, yeah. And then like a few, like one or two past a billion. And then in the last couple of months, like four or five have crossed the threshold to the fact that we now have ten now. And like you know, we've been talking about it on the podcast for months. And we used to like tweet out every single time it happened. And then it started happening too frequently when we were like, okay, that's enough. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, Rolling Stone just did an article about the 10 that are there now. And, and James Lee's has got one that's knocking on the door as well. Um, yeah. For the, um, uh, I forget the name of the band. Uh, Count, Counting, uh, stars. Counting stars. Yeah. Is the song one Republic. It is. Um, which is exciting. I mean, it, it, in one way it's sort of like, uh, well, you know, what do you, do you expect? The numbers are always going to go up. Um, but the, the, the level and the uh, velocity at which the numbers have gone up, I think, has been unexpected. And part yeah. of it is just... Which the, is blank space isn't even a year old, is it? I don't think so. Um, Let's, uh, we can, I think there's yeah, a website. Yeah. Uh, November 10th, 2014. So no, it's, st- it's still not even a year old. Wow. And it's at 1.2 million views. So I think blank space could, could pass Psy. Because Psy is now, Psy is now um, like three and a half years in. So, and, and, and Blank Space is now halved it in, in a year. So I think Blank Space is like, at this point of each of those videos, Blank Space is still moving faster. That's really incredible because, <laughs> I mean, as much as I love Gangnam Style and, and Psy, and as much as it was a mile marker in the music video, uh, community, I feel like it, there there is some sort of I don't want to say maybe impurity is the best way to put it, where it it is something that like is known because of the music video, and I think we are we are moving towards more of a synergy, a synergy that that was around in the like the MTV you know eighties and early nineties heyday where. To be a massive music video, you 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 kind of had to be you know you had to be a popular artist plus be a popular music video. So in yeah, a, and I think yeah. that synergy is good for I think that synergy is good for music videos because then they 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 kind of tie to the value of the music videos to the song. Mm-hmm. And if it becomes if it's just a viral video, which it you know which is what Psy, which is what Gangnam Style became like. The the super popular music videos now, like you said, have that synergy, and without that, it's just kind of a viral video. Which there are like lots of weird reasons why that happens. And I'd rather like the most popular music video not be a weird reason. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it, like yeah. it's kind of like if like Mom was like the best selling record ever. It's like I got why it was popular, but that shouldn't be the best. 
Wait, wait, you cut out for a second there. What's the best selling? Oh, uh, sorry. Well, whatever. It was a dumb joke anyway. So let's cut the whole thing out. <laughs> wow, we'll never know what you meant. Um, yeah, it, 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 there is something sort of, I feel like was a stepping stone thing there. And I think that number one and, you know, number one in the former number two, Baby by Justin Bieber, even though Justin Bieber is suddenly back in the, in, in vogue for lack of a better term, that is going to go away. And I feel like, you know, if we can, would go and travel in time to, you know, 2017, I feel like we would see a healthy mix of, you know, the blank spaces and, you know, dark horse and roar and shake it off. And, and even though all those songs I mentioned are just two artists, you know, seeing them kind of the major big blockbuster music end video hits together. Um, I think I think Baby's going to push out of the top ten before yeah, we know. Yeah, because I mean, wow. That, I mean, <laughs> that's all but stalled. Yeah, and uh, that's all but stalled. And these other videos are still pushing past. So, like, a lot of music videos are going to reach this level. I don't know. Like, I'm I am curious to see if any other type of music video. Um, I mean, every any other type of video reaches these levels. Uh, I don't think it will, and I'm I'm a, I'm wondering if the potential for music videos to reach this level um, might start to get you know influenced by the fact that a lot more music videos are premiering in other places, um, like the Drake video we just talked about. So yeah. a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah, that 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 is interesting. Like whether or not you know, because you know, as pervasive as YouTube is, I mean, it is a platform now among. Several. I mean, I think it is by far the best in terms of having music videos, like just kind of like beamed to the masses. I mean, that's sort of yeah. the can- canonical platform. Um, but people are actively coming at them now and trying to break them up. It, yeah, trying to it break really up seems those big like banks. That. Like you know, Apple. And, and what? Because like, think about how memeable. Like, like we said, we said that word a lot in this episode like that drake video is mm-hmm. um would you be surprised if like that on youtube would have had you know 10 or like a 20 million view week we don't know what it really could have had mm-hmm. because it was apple music like it didn't it didn't there was no friction and cultural impact like we said but like in terms of like these view count numbers which is is a thing that is surrounds music videos now um it kind of removes that from the conversation. It literally, like mm. that's not an inf- that's not information they provide you. Literally removes that from it. Yeah, so, but I wonder if, if the view count is, is is going to become less and less important um, mm. because we have. I mean, Drake has Drake's video has had a major impact with literally like no numbers coming out. Like nobody's like nobody's like whoa, you know, ten million views in a day. I know Vivo is definitely going to keep harping that because that is a way for them to put out press releases about how popular their platform is. But mm-hmm. um, I, I can see a future, very close future um, within the next year or two where we are measuring impact of music videos, not in like, you know, like look at those numbers go, you know, um, to something where um, it's like, look at the impact this video has had um, supported by the numbers. Obviously you're not going to be like, wow, look, you know, this video has been um, incredibly successful and it's like 10,000 views. But you mm-hmm. know, you, you, I think we're going to get to the point where if you're talking and, and you're aware of a music video, you're going to be like, yeah, I'm going to go there and it's going to be 
a few hundred million views, but but the the actual like the, the actual number total count really doesn't really matter. It really matters that it actually got to me. Yeah, and true, true, like when you think back at like what the iconic videos are of like the MTV era, they weren't iconic because of how many views they had, you know, even though that wasn't a thing, uh, you know, it was like how people remember them and, and you know, you know, Thriller and, and Material Girl and all these like videos that were, you know, that, that the people who grew up during the MTV era like look back upon as the ones that they remember most and that mattered most. It wasn't because everyone watched them it's because of like the videos themselves and the impact they had on the culture and not just like what the metrics and raw da- data was and so you know this that viewing music videos from that prism taking putting less emphasis on view count seems to like feel a little bit more like what it was back then yeah and it, it, it is such a, such a weird way to to measure music videos because their numbers are so cut and dry. Um, but I, I really think that's just going to become muddier and muddier waters until that is just one metric of many that we're measuring. Um, and maybe this right. video is kind of the, the start of that. Um, we're, and maybe it's something that we can't, you know, pull in from an API and quantify. Uh, that'll be really interesting to see. You know, obviously we need actual hard, you know, for purposes of like IMVDB, we need like actual hard raw data. Um, yeah, but it's not necessarily like we could be looking at it in like there are ways to look at stuff in different ways. And if you look at the way like um, what is it? Know your meme or something looks at kind of the cultural impact of mm. stuff like memes and stuff like that. Like I do think that there are ways that we can still in, in a database view um, we might have to like start changing the way we looked at music videos. It was it used to be all about views, but maybe now we have to like kind of shift that and and start to look at it more in like a know your meme kind of way mm. that kind of tries to get a more like robust three sixty look at where it started and 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 where things went, um, which I think is cool. I think it could be interesting. I think it um, you know music videos are complex. They're not just the view counts, and so um, I it, I think it's good if if music videos start to get looked at in that way. Absolutely. So a, a bold, brave new future, Doug. <laughs> yeah, all brought to you by in. Drake. Look for that in twenty twenty four. I'll start working on it tonight. Um, yeah. Right. So in the meantime, should we talk about just, just a few? You know, won't go, go won't go too long, but talk about some other. No. Uh, Excuse me. Some of their vids that came out because there's some other ones that that are not pushing the. They didn't have a premiere in Apple Music, let's just say. Um, but they're but they are fantastic videos nonetheless, and we should we should give them a give them the old shot. Give them the old shot. A couple of them for sure, and I think we definitely have to start with November Skies by Carnage, directed by Simon Kesh. Right, that's where we have to go after Drake. I feel like uh, this is this is like the the palate cleanser after Drake. Yeah, right. Kind of exactly. reorients you. Um, and this is, uh, did you guys recently do like a, some sort of like feature on Saman on, for Vimeo? I saw he was him. part of, uh, he was part of like an interview um, saying that Vimeo yeah. was, yeah. I saw yeah. him being it interviewed. Was cool. it, and that was actually pro- like Andrea and her team pro- actually produced that stuff. Nice. So that yeah. was cool. Um, 
And so this is directed by Simon Kesh, and this video is for um, an artist uh, called Carnage, uh, featuring Thomas Barfod, um, and the song is called November Skies. And this, this goes, there has been like a, I don't know if you've noticed this, Doug, like a theme um, that, or maybe like a trope of music videos that has been popular in the last like five years or so and that is the teenage gang of ruffians mm-hmm. um and i mean it, it's sort of been explored in many music videos i think of of to varying degrees of success and there's always um you know kind of like sub uh, explorations within that theme and one of them is like the the female and male uh like sides of that of that gang gender um, roles yeah, the, you know, exploring gender roles and, and and these people are always young, they're always teenagers, and they're always sort of like stateless, and uh, you know, they're always in sort of these uh, desolate locations, old warehouses, sort of like you know, nowhere essentially. Um, but for me, like this this video really brings that into clarity, like that theme that has sort of just been something that people I feel like people have just like tacked on to stuff as a narrative premise. Um, and it kind of brings that into clarity for me. Um, I think Simon does a really beautiful and amazing job with this um, by bringing in an extra element. And that extra element is a sort of supernatural element of uh, a, a gang of headless people that are cutting the heads off of these teenage gang members. Right. Essentially like headless horsemen, but on motorcycles. Exactly. And, and, you know, these, these gang members, the, the story centers around this one girl, um, young girl, um, and you can kind of follow her throughout this story where, um, you know, these gangs are going and kind of like wreaking havoc and battling other gangs. Um, and then they, they kind of, I don't even know what they're doing, but they, they all go to sleep and they wake up with these lines drawn across their necks with little, you know, like the little scissors cut, like, you know, cut here. Um, and everybody has them but uh, this girl. And uh, the next night, uh, this kind of headless avenger, or whatever you want to call him, comes and cuts the heads off of these gang members. And uh, the last shot are these you know headless motorcycle people with the gang symbol that we've been shown throughout the video. So really interesting video. And I, and I thought a really... Uh, it, it felt to me like a, like a short film with like a full narrative arc to it. Yeah, totally. And when you mentioned the desolate location, this was shot in Uruguay. Really? So that's neat. That's neat. Not not to call Uruguay bleak, uh, but but uh, it's it not. It's not like a, it's not L.A. <laughs> Definitely not L.A. No. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if um, all the the actors and actresses were Uruguayan. Um, well, the, there's definitely a local crew that they use mm-hmm. um, for part of it. I don't know specifically, but we will know soon because um, Saman and, Ian, uh, and Isaac are going to do a commentary for us. So we'll have them. We'll, we'll hopefully, they'll talk about that. Definitely. And we'll, and we'll, dig, and we'll dig into it. Nice. Um, um, and yet your, your own Vimeo account called it a, a, uh, hybrid of a horror movie and EDM music video. And that's, that is really a perfect way to describe it. It has like elements yeah, of totally. both those things. Right. And the, there's a portion of it in the back half, this, the edit of like where, which, which is like the slasher 
portion of the video um, that like takes place during the climax. It's like, and I guess is the drop, I don't know what it's called in music, um, uh, in EDM music, but it's like, uh, like the, the edit and the, just like the action in that portion is so good. Um, and it's like so many Saman moments, but also so many like perfect slasher horror film moments. Um, it's just like such a cool, like it got, I get like so excited the first time I saw that part of the video. So definitely want to check out. Would you, would you call it fair to say maybe that Saman is, he's interested in butts? And yeah, he likes putting butts so. front and center in his music videos. I mean, he has an entire music video, Never Say Never by Basement Jacks. That centers around a robot that twerks, and and much yeah, of the I, music video features a butt. I will say he doesn't seem to look to avoid it, right? Um, and then so. and then, uh, oh man, his both of his placebo videos are butts, butts, butts galore. Like after, yeah. I don't even know. I don't even need to say it. Um, but then in this November Skies video, we get a lot of blood splattered butts. Butts that seem yeah. to be not really not concerned. Exclusive, as, not exclusively. Right, but what they they eventually there are a lot of great shots of butts, you know, jiggling, and then some blood splatters, you know, happen across the butts jiggling. Right, I'm just saying that Simon he enjoy, he enjoys injecting a good butt into into his videos. Let's just say that potentially it could yes. be an enjoyment. I don't want to like I said, I can say that he doesn't seem to avoid it. Right, I can't, but, but 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 there are videos sure. that he has that have no butts in them. Right, so, exactly. Maybe that's the, who knows. Um, okay. So amazing video. I think we need to. Yes. I was just gonna say. I think we should try to fit in two more videos. It might be tough. At least one more. Maybe two. Uh, which one are we thinking? Well, I think we should definitely talk about uh, "Don't Fight It" by Behaviors. How do you feel about that? I think it's a good idea. This is one okay, that, that cool. has that 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 is a currently doesn't have that many views. Mm-hmm. Um, but is an amazing music video. Like, what, you want to take us through it? Yeah, uh, sure. Um, so this music video starts with an out-of-shape um, elderly man. Um, kind of reminds me elderly. of Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Maybe, yeah, like late, maybe late middle age. His, his health is older than his actual age. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. He got older faster than most people and um, certainly out of shape, but in surprisingly revealing clothes, very <laughs> short pants and, uh, and a, you know, white undershirt. Um, and uh, he, he goes outside of his house and plays this Don't Fight It song in, on his record player and starts to kind of dance uh, with himself. In a very like sultry way, mm-hmm. um, not unlike Drake's dance moves, mm-hmm. um, but in way, but way less appealing. Uh, um, and then a young man, uh, football kid, and his girlfriend pull up across the street and start to kind of make out as they get out of the car before they go into the house. And this guy is just eyeing him down. And he seems to kind of enjoy what he sees. And then um, we see him later in the video. Uh, he's in 
does he, he just goes across the street and goes into the other house. That's the next thing that happens, right? Sneaks into the kid's house. Well, I mean, it's, and, it's important to mention that he has a shrine to this football kid. Oh, right. That's what I'm missing. I knew I was missing an element. He goes back into his house and he's got a shrine um, of the football player, right? Uh, pictures of him everywhere. And he's kind of like licking him and touching him. And it's clear, like, it's not initially clear which of the two he's attracted to or if, or if it's both. Mm-hmm. But then he goes into the house and it's very clear that he likes the boy uh, a lot. And then he, uh, and he also crosses the girl out, which is also an important plot point. Uh, and then he sneaks into the house and, and, and initially doesn't do anything. The, the, the football player and the girl, they don't have names. And so those are what, that's what I'm calling them. They're, they're kind of like having sex but, and he, uh, reaches out to touch them, but doesn't. Um, but eventually he does touch some folks and the next day he, murders the girl and bring and kidnaps the guy, right? He kidnaps the guy and the yeah, the last shot is him dragging him across the the guy across the street. He's dragging him on like a cart. Uh right. like they that a doll like a dolly. Like a dolly, dolly and the guy has like his hands like above the pavement. Um so it's kind of a funny shot in that way. But uh but the- but- yeah. The great thing is this song, like how the song mixes with these images, because it's kind of like a nice, kind of like love song, kind of. Mm. It at least feels that way, and the lyrics are like "Don't fight it." Um, and when the, you know, there's a dude murdering and kidnapping <laughs> and raping somebody, and the words are "Don't fight it." It's you know. Well, we don't know if for- he's gonna rape that dude, but. He, no, does, right, he does he, kidnap him by drugging him by just like, you know, he, he rings the doorbell and then he just sticks a needle and just pumps something <laughs> into so, him. And he does kill the girl. He does. Yeah. Yeah. He does. It's pretty clever because he beats her with a golf club and you don't see what he's beating. Um, but he mm-hmm. put her in a garbage bag. So there wouldn't be any blood splatters. So um, it's a. Uh, it's it's an very dark video. It's very we have a lot of dark dark shit. It's got separate Drake's two videos movies. in a row where there's where there's murders, but it's Halloween. It is Halloween. Oh, not not till next week, but yeah, I guess yeah, it, but it, it's the it's the season, right? Exactly the season. You, 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 if it's if it's December's nineteenth and somebody's doing Christmas stuff, you're like, hold up, buddy, too early. Mm, is it, exactly. No, um, no, you're. So is the other video you want to talk about? Glore by Gradkey. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Directed by Nikos Livesey. Livesey. Yeah, why don't um, you take us through this one? Oh, boy. So I, I am convinced that, that the person that created this, that made this music video is our age, Doug. I don't know if anybody younger could have made this music video. Is that because of the references that are in it? It's because of the reference and also references and also just the style of it. Um, this is a claymation music video and, like, real claymation, like... Uh, like you can see the fingerprints in it style claymation, um, which I, I, you know, I haven't seen in quite a while. Um, this is, uh, for a song called Galore and it kind of, it's tough to describe this music video, but it, it's, it kind of features these three guys. It's like a TV, TV mashup. Right, they're they're watching TV on the couch, a la Beavis and Butthead, and characters that resemble Beavis and Butthead do make a uh, an appearance at uh, at some point in this music video, but they're kind of taken through the head trip, the headspace of these these TV references, and 
you know, for 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 everyone that is kind of inexplicable or, or doesn't really make any sense, there is one that is very recognizable. Like there's like you might see a quick glimpse of Hey Arnold. Um, right or what is what is SpongeBob or SpongeBob or all these different or things. The one that I like a lot um, is Penny from um, uh, Pee Wee Herman. Oh, you remember yeah. the Penny and the and the animation feels very much like the Penny from Pee Wee Herman animation. If you yes. remember that, um, but it, it you know down to the uh, eventually the black lights in this music video. Um, this is like a psychedelic music video. Um, it is a really visually, um, compelling and, uh, entertaining music video. Um, but it is like very intense. Um, it does have at the beginning, like, and like a a warning about the flashing, uh, lights. Yeah. Like seizure warning. It is intense in the, in, in, because of, you know, the flashing lights and the seizure warning, everything like that. But it is also intense because of just the speed, and the intensity of the references. And at the very end, I think very uh, appropriately, the th- our three main characters um, just vomit in unison on the couch. <laughs> yeah, right. That is how we leave this music video. It is really like yeah. a- an experience and a- a just an amazing music video. The style is unbelievable. This is another one with not a ton of views right now, but hopefully that'll change. Hopefully. Yeah, what are we at right now for this one? I think it's only like 12K or something. Really? Oh, yeah. That needs to change. Um, Maybe it's going to change through this podcast. It really will um, because this is such a great music video. Um, In the little couch that they have, like couch setup they have, there are cans cans of soda around. Um, I can't really tell what the cans of soda are supposed to be. They they kind of look like cans of Surge. Um, (laughs) If you guys remember the the soda from the 90s. I loved it, but then they, then people were like, "It's got yellow five. It'll like," and then they didn't really know what it meant. But it yeah. was all like, it was all like, "It'll it'll it'll cut. It'll make you have no sperm," or like some weird thing that they would associate yellow five with. Yeah, it was like the MSG for kids of the mm-hmm. of the um, for little era. boys. Yeah, um, but I think that's it. Doesn't say surge on it, but the the, the can can design looks very similar. So it it very much feels like somebody who is at least twenty eight years old made this music video for the amount of references surge, from surge X. Yes, or at least they were influenced by the time that we grew up in. <laughs> yeah, one or the other. Yeah, oh, yeah. Which one of those is more likely? Yeah, um, probably both. Both. So uh, I think we did it. That's, that's what a, what an yeah. amazing week, Doug. Yeah, we did a great job. This was a great podcast. It's a great week. Wow. Um, I'm really excited for us, and I'm excited for the people who listened. For us, by us. Yes. Uh, We are the FUBU of podcasts. Yep. Um, Doug, did you you wear FUBU stuff? I did. 